Is it hard for you to talk about your sexual wants, needs, and desires? Well, you're not alone. It's hard for everybody. And that's no pun intended. Are you hard right now and can't talk about it? Well, if so, this podcast is for you. Uh, hi, I'm Toby. I'm from the band Emory. I've also led a bunch of men's groups with the True Man Experience. And uh, I'm working on this podcast with Dr. Stormy, who is an amazing sex coach who has helped so many people. And that's what we're here to do. We were here to open up the conversation. You need to be able to talk about your sexual desires, your wants, and yes, even your needs and where you can take your sex life with your partner. So sit back, relax. We're taking listener questions. We're going to have a great episode. Join us because this is the sex education you always wish you would have gotten. All right, we're back with another episode of Sex 101. Um, this it's really funny. A little bit before we hopped on, we were talking about you know our our you know my what I'm going through right now in my life, and and for me, post divorce, one of the things Stormy that I have found out, I I've never asked you this before. Did you like do any like back to being single teenage stuff? Like this morning, right before the podcast, I was like, I'm hungry, <laughs> and I just made a big old ham sandwich like for breakfast. <laughs> And, you know, while I was married, I would have never done that. Uh-huh. My, my wife yeah. at the time would have made fun of me or whatever, you know. And there's been a few times where, like, I just, like, I went and just had an Oreo for breakfast. Or, or you oh, know, yeah, I, totally. I def- definitely left the toilet seat up in my house a <laughs> bunch. I put a guitar magazine on the back of the toilet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> for reading, Amazing. I was like, you know, I made a little bit. I, I mean, there is a little bit of that stuff. Like, when you have the house back to yourself again like just like you know i don't know if you ever lived alone like or just you know had just a roommate but you had your own space or whatever you you know it feels a little bit like some of that stuff is kind of i can't do it all the time i'm not gonna eat oreos for breakfast all the time because i'll die but uh it is kind of fun <laughs> doing a little bit did you, did you do anything fun like that for yourself or or, or messier yeah, or you know, cleaner or... totally so it's so funny so i for me what's popped in my mind is I had this like bedroom, we had a bedroom that was like upstairs in this little like really old Victorian place. We were living in Los Angeles at the time when we separated and I went out and I'm like not a particularly floral girl. Like I'm just like, I'm just not, I never really have been a bit of a tomboy. I went out and bought the most obnoxiously floral pink sheets that I could find. (laughs) (laughs) Literally like shabby chic, like pink antique looking and I was like and I redid my whole bed but then I remember staring there being like what am I doing but I just knew that he would never my ex-husband was soon to be ex-husband would never have slept in him so that was a funny right. one for me I had those sheets for like 10 years finally I was like I don't even like these sheets they gotta go they gotta go it's funny those little things you do to kind of break you know uh, whatever you were doing kind of break your brain out of out of that uh old cycle yeah. or old habits or something yeah, like that. it's really fun totally. so um so what a perfect segue to what an episode i have been looking forward to this one for quite a while this episode is the perfect blow job i am very excited to learn is you know just about this subject you know it's a <laughs> subject near and dear to my heart personally mm-hmm. so uh, i want to hear all about it but before we get into all the juicy details here Stormy, I know, uh, I think I'm right. You got a 30-day online program and a free guide for the folks, the listeners out there. Can you tell them a little bit about that? Yeah, so we have our um, our 30-day online program for Reignite Your Sexless Relationship. And so it's really, if you're a couple out there that's struggling with, with sex and intimacy, you want to kind of add some passion back, add some spice back, or really struggling with a sexless or low sex relationship. Um, and you can check that out. Uh, there's a whole bunch of information on Love Deeper Lab dot com forward slash reignite so lovedeeperlab.com 
forward slash reignite. And there's tons of information. Our new cohort, we started every month on the first of the month. So the next cohort starts on June 1st. And you can email me, stormy at lovedeeplab.com if you have any questions about it. But it's a super powerful from the kind of privacy of your own home, 30 days, just ways to four different weeks of video worksheets, meditations, and practices for you that really will guide you back to passion in your relationship. And and the reason we did that was because of, you know, I can only coach so many clients individually. Right. And this was by, re- by request about how can we meet more people, help more people. And my, I have a, such a heart for relationships and such a heart for how do you keep passion going in relation in a long-term relationship? Cause it's totally possible. So that's why we created that course. Yeah. And then the free guide, another one of my passions is uh, how do we bring sacredness into sex and back into sex, right? We kind of have really separated. A lot of times we can separate like like church and state, but also church and sex. And we don't need to, how do we bring the divine and sacred back into, into sex and into sexuality? And so we created a, a free sacred sex 101 guide and you can shoot me an email stormy at lovedeeplab.com and I will send that over to you. Yeah, that is awesome. I love that concept too, of like that, that divineness, that mm-hmm. sexual sexuality and, and that, uh, com- uh, partnership that you have while having sex can really take you to, I mean, I I've had it, really, it, it, it when there is great sex and you're in tune and you're almost like dancing together and, and moving mm-hmm. together and, and it feels like, uh, a, not only just love, but you're right. Like some kind of, uh, experience with something bigger than yourself in a way. And it just, uh, feels, it feels less, it's, it's more than just you in the moment. You're not just getting your rocks off. Like you are yeah. <laughs> really connecting in a way that is mm-hmm. unique and passion filled and just really fun. So, all right. Yeah. Well, Speaking of passion field, let's get to the perfect <laughs> blow job because, you know, and, and I'm hoping you start with just mostly that they should just always be done all the time. Is that where you're starting? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Said like so many men out there. That was amazing. <laughs> no, I'm going to, of course, we're going to start with the nerdy, the science okay, part. Okay. But actually, I was going to say it should be really called the title. We love the title. Super catchy, but it's actually should be called the perfectly good blowjob, because the reality is there is no perfect blowjob, right? I say, you know, one blowjob, you know, one blowjob, right? Like it it really depends on the man, really depends on the woman, depends on the partnership. Um, And so it's, but really, you know, that we, I I tease about it, but it's also wanted to give, we want to give you guys some tips so, so you can enjoy it more. So your partner can enjoy it more. Um, And also just to give you, just to really encourage, like, Right. It's a beautiful part. Oral sex is a beautiful part of sexuality and and, and beautiful part can be better for foreplay or can be its own thing. So giving you some facts on that. And so that I was looking at the like why it's called a blowjob because it came to me. I was like, I don't know why. And so we actually don't from what I found, we don't really know. It was like I think it was coined in the 1950s. But the part was making me giggle. It's like, all right, you might blow a little bit, but you don't really blow all that much. And then if it, you're doing if you're doing it right and really enjoying it, it's not really a job. So right. <laughs> I don't so I don't really like the the term, but I can't think of something catchy off the top of my head like to call it. But that made me kind of giggle a little I, bit. I've always thought that like the worst thing that ever happened is that it, it's it's called work and it's you have to blow <laughs> a bunch and, and everybody's like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Or like I, I get mad when people go like suck my dick like no you should mm-hmm. say let's say that positively like i was thinking you know like <laughs> if the president you voted for won, you're like yeah suck a dick <laughs> like it should be some like yes this is awesome good news right, you know I mean? exactly. not not bad stay away from anything negative with this because it's, it's a really great thing so yeah i, I agree I, I never so understood funny. why it's called blow i never i never right. understood yeah. And then just some statistics. On, I, lo- I love the Kinsey Institute, obviously. So the Kinsey summary has said that 27% of men in the United States have had a blowjob in the last year, which 
made me like a little sad that that was such a low percentage. So hopefully yeah. this podcast will will change that over time. Um, 79% of men have reported really great, like a, a high level of pleasure from receiving a blowjob. Um, and then 38% of men have received one in the last month, right? So that like, to me, I, I like the research because it shows where there is so much room for growth. Um, and I just am super left brain. I like the research. So hopefully that kind of, it just gives you some, it gives you a foundation, right? So to me, what that showed me as I was looking through those statistics this morning is that we have a lot of room for for growing our oral sex practices both ways. I mean, there's also, we should do another episode on a woman receiving oral sex because that's that's a big gap on giving and receiving there, but maybe a podcast for another time. But um, so those are some of the statistics on blowjobs that are out there. Yeah, it's interesting. Those those numbers, I, I do wonder too, like uh, I got, I'll have one for you later for Stump Stormy, but uh, I wonder that uh, people report sometimes things, but then they're not, you know, they're like, uh, like self-reporting sometimes like, oh yeah, I actually, I'll do this and that. But that's interesting that that first one, what was the first one again? How, what was the percentage again of men who had, Read that your first step. Twenty seven percent of men have had a blowjob in the last year. Only twenty seven percent. Only twenty seven percent of men. I mean, I don't that that isn't they're not faking. Men would say, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, for sure. I get them all the time, you know. <laughs> like like that just hasn't they haven't they right. haven't received that as much. And right. I do believe part of that is even just I, I think we're starting to recognize a I don't think it's an epidemic yet, but just communication and relationships and with the rise of the apps and how we meet each other, it's more like if you don't, if you see one thing wrong, swipe left or right before you actually find out those people. So I'm, I am concerned a little mm-hmm. bit about that because mm-hmm. it's not just that men aren't getting blowjobs. That means they're probably not going out on dates or connecting with a, right. a partner. And I'm wondering what that would was going to look like. So that is a little, that's yeah. a little disheartening for sure. Yeah. And then third, uh, this one, that uh, 30% of men would choose a blowjob over, over sex, over penetrative sex if they had to choose. Um, and I was like, wow. So that that just shows you how, you know, 30%, that's a lot. Yeah. I would choose blowjob over penetrative sex um, if, if they had to choose. And the good news is we don't have to choose. Right. Um, but if you had to choose. Um, and so that, again, that just shows me like how much, right. And here's the thing I want to say, if you're a woman out there listening or watching this podcast and you, it, it's just a no for you. Like you don't like it again. You're going to hear me say this, Toby and I, in every, every episode, but communicate that, right. Like communicate, that's a hard no for you. And why there's other things you, this is not to say you have to do, give a blowjob to your partner. What, what our intention is, is to give you some tools, some tips some tricks so that you can enjoy it more. So your partner can enjoy it more and to look, to use it as, a learning tool in your sexuality yeah. right and mm-hmm. also this is more anecdotally although i believe that research would back it up too what i've seen in working with my clients in sex and intimacy coaching is that long-term couples uh men receive less blowjobs than they did when they're out there dating or than they did when the relationship was new and again that's kind of back to my passion of like helping couples have long-term long-term sustained passion yeah. um, and oral sex is a really is a really beautiful right and, and a lot of people report that that feels more intimate than having sex so yeah. you have this tool that brings great pleasure that men really like you know that can bring men great pleasure that they many men really like um the fabulous orgasm with it and and a huge intimacy tool and yet often in, in long-term partnerships it's it dwindles over the years and it doesn't yeah. have to yeah Mm-hmm. All right. So we learned some stats. All right. You learned now, some stats. now where are we headed? <laughs> all right. So I would say the number one tip, which is going to be very anticlimactic for all of you out there, is that the, no- <laughs> the number one tip is the attitude of the giver. 
whoever the attitude of the person giving yeah. the blowjob. That makes okay, sense. So the attitude of the giver, right? If you, let's say you're the, a woman and you're giving this blowjob, you know, it, what is your attitude? Are you, are you in, are you in curiosity? Are you in enjoyment? This is the giver we're talking about. Are you in adoration? Yeah. Right? Are you enjoying the control? Because you have a lot of control when you're giving a blowjob, right? So yeah. what is your attitude as the giver? So again, a little, little anticlimactic, but the, the number one tip is the attitude of the giver. So just getting curious about it. And so hopefully some of these other tips will help you if you are the giver to be more in that, right? And one of the things yeah. I love to say is when was the last time you you approached your partner sexually with devotion, right? Back, mm. back to the sacred sexuality piece. Like this is an, uh, this can be a beautiful act of devotion, mm. right? If you're like, oh my God, I gotta get a blowjob. That's horrible. I'm just gonna like, oh, counting my time. You're doing your grocery list as you're doing it. I promise it is not gonna be a great blowjob. <laughs> it's not. That's so funny. You did that voice too. Oh my God, I gotta do this. <laughs> Still gotta get the Velveeta cheese. Gotta get the, the Diet Coke. <laughs> That you're right. That right. sets you up not to. That ain't gonna be good. That's not gonna be good. And right? your partner's gonna know that. You know, totally. the guy's gonna know that. You know, oh, she's just not enjoying it, and that makes it really. You're right. It makes it so much less enjoyable. You know what I mean? It's you want your partner to, like you said, that that what a neat idea. Devotion there is not about the blowjob. It's about to the heart and to the head and mm -hmm. to the person. You know, mm -hmm. that's really powerful mm -hmm. there. Beautiful. Yeah. And it really can be. And so, so anyway, the, the, the attitude piece. Okay. Then let's get into a little anatomy because I love anatomy. Right. So when we tend to like, especially with porn, right. Like they portray a blowjob very in one sort of way, fast and furious sort of thing. Um, and that might be enjoyable to your partner. So a little bit about the anatomy and a little bit about communication. So the, the head of the penis has the most nerve endings. Okay. And on the under at the frenulum, the piece of skin between the head of the penis and the shaft is has the most nerve endings. So focusing there is a good idea, but I wouldn't say start there because this whole thing is a warm-up. This whole thing is is it, it just like everything is about building pleasure. So a lot of women will tend to start there and it can even be overwhelming to the to the man. Mm -hmm. Um and it can be like, right, you're like it's like enjoy the whole thing, right? So don't start with the genitals, like start. Right. We have all these other erogenous zones and we tend to be so genital focused. So, you know, neck, ears, lips, you know, breasts for men, right? Nipples for men can be is an erogenous zone. So not starting right in the genitals. But then when we talk about the anatomy and genitals, the, the head of the penis, the frenulum, and then another like anatomy tip is I said we could call that the title of the episode. I would say don't forget the balls. <laughs> okay. Don't forget the <laughs> testicles. <That's good> <laughs> don't forget the balls. But like that was like a little yeah. too in your face. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> so don't forget the testicles. They're yeah. very like, right. There's a thing about like men will put their, right. The joke that like they'll put their hand on their pants. Often they're actually like touching their testicles because it, it creates a feeling of safety for the man, like of being held. Right. So don't forget the testicles. Right. And, and I've talked to many women. They're like, well, I don't like to put the testicles in my mouth. I'm like, well, you have two hands. Like you don't have to use your mouth right there. Right. So I would say, don't forget the testicles. And then also the perineum, right? So the area between the testicles and the anus, that's actually how you can stimulate the prostate externally without even being inside of the anus. Um, and, and that's a really enjoyable place. Plus the shaft of the penis actually runs back that direction. So we tend to focus on what we can see of the penis, but there's so much more 
pleasurable anatomy there. And so, you know, all of this to be said, the reason I go back to anatomy, because I love the anatomy, I love teaching the anatomy is that most of us don't know that most men don't even know that most men don't even know how they can stimulate their prostate externally. So explore, like get curious, don't do what you've always done. Like this is the invitation to the giver of the blowjob to like really explore. And then here's the thing, you're kind of exploring with curiosity, hopefully with a spirit of adoration and ask for feedback from your partner. So listen to their breath, ask them to say like, do you like that? Do you want more pressure, right? Really getting feedback, right? So communication, communication, communication. I know I say it in every episode because you cannot have fabulous sex without great communication. You just can't, yeah. okay? You might get lucky and have great sex, but it won't, won't be sustainable. So communicate, listen to their, listen to their breath, listen to how they're moving their pelvis, but also ask, right? Did you, did you like that? Do you want more of that? Right. And, and giving permission for the receiver to give a lot of feedback. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. A lot of stuff you said there is just dead on. I think one of the things too, about going back to the balls is that everybody's just taught you. It's just, a guy gets kicked in the balls and then he's just down on the ground. So everybody thinks the balls, they are very sensitive for sure, but that doesn't mean that they should just be neglected. I think oftentimes people think, Oh, don't, don't go down there. Cause it could hurt or don't, you know, don't squeeze too hard. Don't pull don't, you know, and it's, it is a different, uh, you know, uh, looking piece of skin down there and there are mm-hmm. two, you know, nuts down in there. But, uh, <laughs> but, I think it, like you just said, the thing is, does this feel good? What more could I do to, you know, look, try, mm-hmm. try things, mm-hmm. introduce things slowly. And then I think all of that, but you're right. Because I think sometimes people just think it's just go up and down on the shaft and the head. And then that's mm-hmm. what a blow job is. And yep. then, and then obviously the giver is not going to enjoy that as much because it's just nonstop just doing that. And the receiver is just going to be like, Oh, I, guess this is it you know like take your time and right. you're right you have two hands hands are amazing mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. are very amazing i mean we have opposable thumbs for a reason they're they're amazing so. <laughs> no that's so great just like two, two things you said there were so true first of all we have two hands so you got 10 fingers and our opposable thumbs you also have two lips and a tongue right so like there's a yes. lot of things that can be used in oral sex and we tend i mean i would say play with that's another tip right play with one hand, play with two hands, play with no hands, right? Like there's all these different things, but getting that feedback piece because, and back to the the testicles for a minute, like definitely err on the side of of gentler because it can be, they can be very sensitive for for many men. But, you know, I have found just in my own like sexual history, like it varies from man to man, right? So sometimes really firm, but start gentle and ask for feedback, right? And what tends to be painful is that they get kicked in or pulled down too hard. So just, you know, being thoughtful about that, but getting the feedback, right, um, is so key. And and we, I can say as a woman, like when I was young, I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to read a bunch of articles on giving a blowjob and just like do what, which is great. But then it was really about asking for feedback from my partner. And I had a partner earlier in my life who said, I've never been asked for feedback, you know, and that was really like, it felt really like spacious to him to be able to say, oh, I really like that. You also like when it comes to testicles can say, show me, show me how you want your testicles. Like that's super hot and sexy in and of itself. Like show me how you want to touch your testicles. Right. So that's a little bit about that. We talked about one hand, two hands, no hands. You know, I think speed right we, we we know what we see in porn but like speed play with the speed ask for feedback on the speed pressure right um i would say teeth use very sparingly if at all and if you're but they can be really beautiful um very gently if at all and ask for feedback but if you're worried about it 
go with no teeth, you know, because because yeah. these are sensitive parts, right? Yeah, I'm pro um, no teeth myself, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right, everyone's different. So this yeah. is the thing, right? Um, another great little tip is you can blindfold your partner if they're open to it with consent, right? Because then when we take away our visual stimuli, although some men really love to watch their woman giving a blowjob, but it's something to play with because you you, you take away the visual stimuli, you, you really touches you into other sensation, tunes them mm-hmm. into other sensations. So you can practice with like saying they have no hands, restraining their hands or saying a rule that they don't get to use their hands at all, right? Like there's yeah. all these different things to play with. Even though you're focusing a blowjob on the penis and the testicles and the genitals, there are all these other parts, right? So another great tip is start and stop, right? We don't, we don't just have, like, I mean, I have literally have had women that are like, oh, my jaw starts to hurt. And it's like, well, you, you actually are in control. You can stop, you can use hands, you can, you know, take a break, you can kiss, you can do whatever. So start and stop is a really great, because I think a lot of women are like, oh gosh, I just, I've heard that like, oh, like I'm just sucking, 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 and my jaw's hurting. It's like yeah. you're not in that spirit of curiosity. You're not in that spirit of enjoyment. Like that is not what your partner is wanting either. Yeah, um, not at and all. then another thing is vibrators are great, right? Like a vibrator that can be used on the perineum or on the testicles or on the shaft of the penis is a really great way if your partner is wanting more sensation. Also, take some of the burden of yeah. sensation off of the giver, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. And I mean, there's toys. Also, the I mean, we even sell them at Marriage Supply that mm-hmm. uh, assist in like uh, like masturbation or blowjob simulation. That is really nice to use. One of the, one of the things I think we're touching on here too is uh, just like I feel like we've been kind of told uh, wrongly about the balls that it's only kicked in the balls. Be stay away from them because it's, it's so sensitive. I think one thing too is boys growing up are are just always told stop touching your PP, you know, you know, and mm-hmm. you have to pull it out mm-hmm. to pee with it. Like boys know their penises so well because they're holding them to go to the bathroom. They're scratching them. Like you said, there's, the, mm-hmm. you know, there's all this stuff and the penis and balls aren't that attractive. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wish they, you know, I wish they looked a billion times better, but what we got is what we got, but it is just going back to that, even that devotion uh, comment or whatever, just making uh, your guy like feel like, Oh, you have a, a a beautiful penis or man, what that, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Or like, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. doing this with you because I Holy. love it because men oftentimes are, are the most insecure about their penises and they've been told, don't touch them. Uh, either you're too sexual, you know, oh, it's, it's getting hard. Mm-hmm. Why is it getting hard? You know, all mm-hmm. these different things that <laughs> as guys, and, and I'm not letting guys off the hook here, but often because guys can be rotten with, with their penises for sure. But um, mm-hmm. I, I think that making sure you, you got even like, even if you do a little bit, but let them go, oh man, I enjoy you so much. I enjoy your body. Totally. Wow. Look at the That's, way you yeah. look like that. Yeah. That makes, that can make you feel so amazing. Men should do that to women. Women should do them partners and Absolutely. all this stuff. But, but yeah, for sure. Totally. Well, and I disagree with you about the penis. I think the penis is gorgeous, but for all your penis owners out there, the penis is gorgeous. Um, but also what you said, I love about the like, right. Uh, dirty talk or sexy talk, whatever you want to call it, right? The the giver, the, if you're a woman giving a blowjob or whatever, whoever you are, a person giving a blowjob, um, to give a lot of feedback. Like, I love the way you taste. I love, you know, I yeah. love the, the look of your penis, the feel of your cock, whatever it is, yeah. your language with your partner. But giving that feedback is so amazing and really like nurturing to the person's soul, yeah. right? Yes. And that, back to that kind of art of devotion. Um, and and that's you know it is an art right so it, it giving a great blowjob is 
is an art. Um, there is science, like there's anatomy, there's like tools and tips. But I, again, the number one tip I started with is the attitude of the giver, right? Um, and maybe you are with a man, this is a hetero couple, if you're a woman giving a blowjob to a man, maybe your man has never orgasmed from a blowjob. That's a thing I get a lot. I hear a lot with my clients, right? Um, or a lot of just questions I get asked, DMs and stuff about that. Like I've never orgasmed. It's like, okay, great. Well, my first, my next question is, do you enjoy it? Because if that's keeping you from enjoying it, there's your work as the man, right? right? You can totally enjoy a blowjob and not orgasm, not come from a blowjob. Okay. Um, but, and if that feels like a barrier, and I know a lot of men that that is, it does feel like a barrier, then enjoy the blowjob, use it as, use it as foreplay and then move on to penetrative sex. If that's yeah. what you, the two of you decide, right. It can be a beautiful part of the foreplay. It can also be totally its own thing. Um, and you know, there, it's a different quality of, uh, a different experience of an orgasm, orgasming into a woman's mouth or even if she, you know, spit or swallow. We, we talked about yeah. that in a listener question before, but you know, it's a really, it's a different experience. And so it's really a beautiful, I, I believe it's a beautiful practice. I believe it can be a beautiful practice. Um, I think the, the reason that I have heard that women often uh, are hesitant to do it is one is they just right long-term relationships like oh i just we just we just go right to sex like so let's just right. skip that oh a lot of a lot of work sort of attitude right right the other is like oh my jaw hurts or i don't know what i'm doing i get that a lot right i don't know what i'm doing so i'm just literally like feel like a high school student trying to like figure it out right um and then the other is like well i don't get any feedback so i don't know what my i don't know how to read my partner all of those things can be addressed right like that's the hope of this podcast is to give you some tools to be able to add a blowjob into your sexual repertoire or add it back in, in a different way. Yeah. 100%. Um, all the things you're talking about, uh, are, are we going to another topic too, or wh where are you at right now? No, no. I'm, I think that, that that's probably enough tips. I don't okay, want to okay, perfect. overwhelm anyone. Well, I, I might have a couple. One, uh, okay. One thing that I think for sure is men always practice good hygiene and that means washing mm. your penis washing your balls and oh yeah going back there to the uh, to the butthole in the whole area just mm -hmm. wash the whole thing really good that is fair maybe you had maybe you work hard all day all this stuff and you want mm -hmm. you know just be uh re really kind fun. and and think about your partner and what they would enjoy more that is that's that's totally fair and that's then really I, would, good I, I would say as well i would ought i would Switch it up. Like if you're doing a blowjob from the side, next time through the legs or standing mm -hmm. up and you kneeling, like mm -hmm. always try different things because you actually don't know what you really like until you try it. You might hate it. You might go, oh, I don't ever want to do that again. That, that And that's fine. You can laugh. You can cut up. I think that communication and trying new things just keeps a little bit of the adventure, a little bit of the curiosity. What if we tried this? You know, like Absolutely. That, that curious uh, journey together is so fun. It is so mm -hmm. nice to go, hey, would, would you want to try this? And your totally. partner goes, we could, I don't know if it'll yeah. work. But, and then yeah. you're on an adventure together and you might both die laughing or it didn't work yeah. out or it's whatever, but, but then you are, you're even connecting even more. So I'd say definitely a lot of the tips that uh, Stormy's talking about here, try it all. I mean, mm -hmm. first with communication and consent, obviously, but try, try a bunch of different things. Don't just settle in for one thing. Cause today mm -hmm. this might feel really good, but a month from now, something else might really hit you in yeah, a way. Yeah, totally. This is cool. So yeah, it's mix it up. It's such a, a great bit. point, right? Position where right? we think of like man lying on his back and woman not like kneeling over. That's one of many positions to give a blowjob in. So I yeah. love that you just brought that up. Great. Yeah. 100%. All right. Um, so I got a stump stormy for you if you if you're okay. ready for it. All right, ready. stumping stormy. It's time to stump stormy. 
Okay. I got a few here actually. So I'll just give you, <laughs> I, I'll just give you some and then we'll kind of go on from there. Okay. You, you might know this, but uh, this actually came from the website. Bad girls. Bible is a study that was done out of uh, over a thousand heterosexual and bisexual women. What, is a woman's favorite way to finish a blow job. Like uh, what, what way do they want to finish? And uh, so it could be uh, come in my mouth and I swallow, come on my body, come in my mouth and I spit other. uh, They, they, they never come and it never touches Mm -hmm. my body or they come on my face. What do you think is number one? Mm, I would guess that number one would be swallow. You're right. 55%. 55.5% of women select this option. Uh, what do you think the least enjoyable way for a woman to finish a blowjob is? Mm, statistically, I would say mm, probably statistically might become on my face. 100%. You nailed it. Three point <laughs> Only 3.8% of women chose that. And I think that I wondered... That's interesting because I think that really probably stems from porn. The idea there mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. I it is it that the man gets to come on your face and mark his territory? Is it is it potentially degrading? What what is the the allure mm-hmm. there? Because it's just your semen on somebody's face. It's not really like you know what I mean. Like I've mm-hmm. seen it a million times in porn, and there, mm-hmm. so there's a reason that it's that way. But maybe like within porn, it's almost still you know. Uh, they're doing things that you don't do often in real life. Like it's set up, yeah. they're actors, right. they're paid to be right. there. They're take, mm-hmm. doing different takes. That right. that seems to be the case. It, you know, every lady I've ever been with, that was their least favorite. It didn't even make any sense. Right. Like, Why are you doing that? You know, I, now I got to clean it right. up. And what is it, you know? Right. <laughs> well, I think you, I think you nailed it, right? I, I don't know this, but the, anecdotally, I would say that I think porn has given that expression, we'll call it, yeah. uh, a bad rap. Um, right. The, it's it, like the, it's often it's like a stranger, they're, they're strangers and the woman is, you know, just kneeling and that doesn't have a say. Right. But what I would say is if that's of interest to you, if you are the, the person with a penis and that's of interest to you, ask your partner, say like, how would that feel for you? Like, and it, it, maybe she's like, no, that feels degrading to me. It's like, well, now you're having a great conversation about that. Right. Like yeah. this is the whole point. If that's something that's exciting, feels exciting to you. Or like, it could even be like, Hey, would you be open to trying this and just seeing, cause I've never done this or, you know, like that's, you're having the conversation about it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, and when I, the reason I guess that answer is definitely because of porn. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right. I got one more for you too. Uh, and this one this came from the same study. When asked, how long do you like a blowjob to last for? What percentage of women selected as long as my partner wants option? Not that many. <laughs> I wouldn't think. <laughs> not. I would say not that many. I'm going to go with. Wait, so what percentage of women said that as long as my partner would like? I'm going to go with mm, 38%. Very close, 48, 40%. For, you were really, that, wow, what a good answer, Storm. That Man, you are nailing this. Now, I believe that this study, I that still feels really high. Because I and when you're writing the study, you're like, oh, you know, yo, I love my man. I, as long as he wants, I'm happy to. Ah, I've been in situations where it's like, oh, it's been a minute already. Oh, what do we get up? Like, so, it's a little different taking the test than when this, the deed is being done, I will say. Right. But but that's encouraging that the ladies are even thinking that way. Like they want to, you know, pleasure their man and, and as long as he wants it. But I don't know in practice if that happens 40 percent. Right. Uh, right. people or not but you know good for you, you ladies. Know what, I, what, what i would say there is 
you also, I, th- I think that can feel like a relinquishing of control, but you uh, ladies out there, we're talking in a hetero couple here. You are very much in control when you're giving a blowjob, which is, yeah. I can say personally, is one of the things that I find them that makes it the most sexy for me, right? Like I am really in control. Also, if I'm like, if I'm like exhausted or I'm just done or my partner isn't receiving in, in the way that I'm desiring, like I, you can shift into other things, right? You don't yeah. have to keep going, right? Like that's part of the beauty of it. Let your partner enjoy it for as long as you're enjoying it, right? And make this a practice, right? Like the whole idea is that it is an art and you're practicing this art together. Yeah, you're 100% right. All right. You nailed it, Stormy. <laughs> now let's get to some listener questions. All right, let's do All it. All right. Have a question? We've got answers. Here's this week's listener question. All right, this first one, uh, monitoring the situation. This comes from monitoring the situation. We're new parents to an amazing little girl. Obviously, being a new baby, she requires a lot of attention and, of course, love. But my wife will go to her anytime she hears her through the baby monitor. I know that this is needed and loving for our daughter, but also my wife has left several times during sex. I want to love and care for our daughter fully, but also I want us to recognize that just because our daughter is crying doesn't mean we necessarily have to stop everything we're doing. This even goes for us watching movies or spending time with each other talking. How do I approach this without seeming like a jerk? Or am I being one? Love the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a great question, right? So a couple of things as I was as I was hearing that that come up is really like if you're new parents, right? This is a great opportunity to talk about your parenting strategies. So bigger than than the sex piece, right? Um, often our parenting strategies came from our family of origin, right? We parent as we were parented often. We don't have to, but that's certainly is an informative piece. So this is a great opportunity to like have questions about like, you you talk about crying it out, right? So you're talking about crying it out versus not crying it out, basically in, in in a summary. So what are your thoughts on that? What are her thoughts on that? Really having conversations about what that's going to look like. Um, you have a valid point about like not always rushing right in when you're, when you're, your daughter is crying um and also like what does that bring up for her right i can say as a young mom i was like my son was really sick he had had a really serious heart disease so i like medically felt like i even when i didn't need to i was like intuitively just felt like i had to be there and it absolutely impacted my relationship in a negative way right and i had to work with that so the invitation is to have conversations about how are you going to parent? What's that look like? Because some people are like, absolutely, I'm not, I'm totally against crying it out. Also, it depends obviously on the age of your child mm-hmm. developmentally. And so like read about that, have these conversations. But as far as about the sexual piece and leaving sex, I would say, you know, again, and I say this every time, but like talk about it. So let's say your wife leaves sex, you're feeling maybe rejected or sad or, or neglected, whatever it is for you. First, be curious about what you're feeling when she leaves sex to go take care of the baby. And then Maybe you talk about when she comes back. Maybe you don't. I would recommend when, if depending on the level of tension that you're feeling, but have a conversation to say, gosh, you know, when that happened the other night, I really felt abandoned or rejected or sad or whatever it is, right? And you're having a conversation about that because maybe she had no idea, you know, I mean, she's like a mom um wired bomb mode of like go rescue baby right right and then comes back in maybe she's tired and just wants to go to sleep because now she's been up for who knows how long so there's no you don't you don't start up your sexual session again but maybe you do right maybe if she's aware of it it's like that's 
part of it. It's like to help her relax and fall asleep. So if you don't have that conversation about it, and this is an opportunity for you to be in really beautiful, like divine masculine leadership to say like, Hey, this is what happens for me when that, when that happens, I know you want to care for the baby, right. Then have a good conversation about it. Yep. 100%. I totally agree with what you're saying. And also, uh, recognize like you can recognize the good in this too. Like, man, when, when, you, when you go to discuss this and communicate how your feelings, make sure you're going, man, it makes me so happy that you love our kid this much, that you would totally. give up your own sleep, that you would give up, you know, it, it, you, it, you would drop anything for this, for our child that you love so much. I really appreciate that. And offer you go. You know, maybe you're in next time y'all are in the middle of sex and it happens to go, babe, Beautiful. you stay here. Let me go. I'm I'm OK with walking away from totally. this because we are in this together and then find opportunities where you can, you know, connect, connect again. I think that, that's a really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Sure. Right. And then even like you even could have it be like sexy. Like, I love that, Toby. Like, OK, I'm going to go, babe. You you keep all you self-pleasure. Yeah. You keep this yeah. going. And I'll be back. Right. Yeah. Like are we, that now it's like, oh, hello. That's super hot. Right. Like, yeah. so there's so, it's a that's a great point. And, it really the communication piece about what are you going to do when life, including a crying baby, interrupts your sex, right? Because yeah. that happens to all of us. Yep, it does. You cannot avoid it and you shouldn't. This is real yep. life. So, mm-hmm. all right. Our next listener question is, I'll be you and you be me. The recent role play episode got my husband and I talking. And one thing that came up in our conversation was what if we dressed as the opposite sex? We laughed, but also... Both of us were thinking it could be fun. Is that potentially opening doors to sexuality or possibly going too far with role play? Mm. Oh, I got goosebumps for this question. First of all, I'm so glad that the role play episode landed for you all. That's amazing. That's why Toby and I are doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, and this, I would say that like there's no such thing as too far with role play, right? It's about consent and communication, just like everything. So, but if it's felt exciting and sexy for both of you, I would say absolutely explore it, right? Um, As far as your question about changing sexuality, right? Sexuality is not in boxes. So I wouldn't be scared about that. And we can be particularly if we grew up raised that way that like we are sexualities in boxes but you're looking at it as like you're expanding you're expanding your sexuality together right yeah. so you're you're playing at the edges right and if, if it made you laugh and it, it turned you on those are two really good things right um but and then the other piece i would say so talk about it right so talk about what that would look like and i when i say i say i always say like play the tape all the way through because particularly if this feels like an edge for the both of you, which is edges are sexy, um, can be very sexy. Um, like, are you dressing as the opposite gender? Um, are you just acting as the opposite gender? Are you, what about penetration? Are you playing, are you switching roles there? Because how is the, how, let's say in this case, how would the man feel to be receptive to penetration, right? So really play it through, not in the moment, not in the role, okay, beforehand. Maybe that's the sexy talk. Like how, what would this look like? Ooh, that's, oh yeah, that feels sexy. Oh, mm, no, that doesn't feel quite so sexy, right? Because you will have more success and it's also part of the sexiness. It builds the sexiness. It builds the anticipation, but play it all the way through. Okay. That would be the, the, the biggest tip I would give to this couple. And then the last piece would be like, what are you, what's the aftercare going to look like? Like I would really suggest that you, after the role is done and hopefully it's wildly successful and super pleasurable for the two of you. It's like, what, what was that like for you? What did you learn? How did that feel? Maybe right. to Toby's point, maybe you're laughing so hard and you're like, okay, we're not going to do that again, but that was super right. fun and super connecting. Or maybe you're like, wow, that was super hot. I'd like to add that to our repertoire. Right. So the aftercare piece is really important. Yep. 
Uh, and I think everything in moderation, I know that sounds kind of biblical, but I do believe it works that way. You, you try something and it like, I think sometimes we get hung up on just doing the same thing over and over and, and expecting the same results. But, uh, but honestly, I think you just dip your toe into something, try it, see if it's fun. And then maybe you really love it. And that can become a component of your sex life. It's just as always communication, communication, communication. Absolutely. Right. And like you said, maybe, maybe you're like, you know, it's sexy enough just to like act, no costumes, no props, just act like the other gender for a bit of time. That's the beauty of a role. You can make it as small or big as you want. You can make it as long or short as you want. Communication and consent are the keys. Yep, for sure. All right. Those are some great listener questions and feel free to email us uh, all your listener questions. You can email Stormy at Stormy at lovedeeplab.com. You can email me at Toby at marriagesupply.com. And also you can email uh, Stormy, uh, Stormy at Love Deep Lab for her 30 day program or your free guide. They can find you there. Anywhere else you want to send them, mm-hmm. just your email. Does that work? Yeah. On Instagram, I'm at docstormy1, and you can follow along there. Yep. Docstormy1, your, your TikTok is touchy subjects with three S's yep. at the end. And Marriage Supplies on <laughs> Instagram, we're at the dot marriage supply, the dot marriage dot supply on Instagram. And uh, if you use code sex 101, you get 10% off at marriagesupply.com right now. What another great episode. As always, knowledge is power. Sex is power. And the world needs more of both. <laughs>